0: Thank you for partnering with us in expressing this sacred story. Would
1: you join me in prayer? Divine love, thank you for this community. Thank you for bringing us together. We ask for your wisdom. I ask for your wisdom today as we uh, hear your words. Amen. Hi, I'm Linda Burquist. I think I know a lot of you, maybe most of you. Uh, As it was said earlier by Ben, I, along with Rachel, Carrie, and Tino, Tino, um, have the privilege of serving as your oversight team I'm currently the board secretary. I know that sounds glamorous. Um, And I'm going to finish up my current term in February, so I will be coming to look for you as my replacement. Thanks. But putting in the plug now. Uh, For those of you who don't know me, I'm a performance improvement manager for a health maintenance organization. Uh, I've been married to Bart, right there, for almost 40 years. And we've been attending the parole for over 16 years. Uh, once a year, the members of the oversight team are invited to come up here and share their hearts. Um, over the next few weeks, you'll be hearing from all of us. Um, while I approach this exercise with a lot of trepidation, what do they say, fear of heights, fear of snakes, and fear of public speaking, you know, those are the top three, um, there is value in at least once a year, you know, kind of taking stock, coming up here, confessing your sins. No, I <laughs> 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 um, This isn't, as Mike has repeatedly reminded us, this isn't intended to be a sermon, but what I hope really to do with you is share my experiences and forge connections with you. Um, What will be great and what was great last year is if we could make this interactive, like if I say something that like, yeah, that's true for me too, if you could like enthusiastically shake your head or if you think I'm out to lunch, don't. Don't let me know, okay? So my topic for today is harmony for those of, you, though, those of you who know me, you're a little bit shocked. It's Harmony. Yes, Harmony. Um, it's the second year in a row that I've spoken on something I'm not very good at. Last year I spoke on compassion. Uh, this year it's Harmony. Um, I thought I'd get that disclaimer out of the way. Ben's back there taping, so this is going to be on YouTube. And potentially a family member or somebody from work could stumble across it. And you know those you know, Amazon reviews where they say, not as described. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to get one of those YouTube reviews, not as described, so. Anyway, I'm not known for being harmonious, it's not my thing, I haven't, you know, you would never call me a peacemaker. You know, they say in conflict people either fight, flee, or freeze, and I'm more of a freeze, like, you know, you're dead to me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, harmony is not, I'll say it, harmony is not something I've achieved, it's something I aspire to. So, you know, the past few years have yielded many opportunities for conflict, avoidance, distance, you know, it, I don't know, what, care what it is, Black Lives Matter, Roe v. Wade, critical race theory, you know, politics in general, you know, I cannot think of a time when there has been more acrimony rather than harmony in our country. Um, and it's not just you know, confined to the larger society, it's within our families, it's in our churches, it very much feels like an us versus them. You know, I remember when I was in high school and we studied about the Civil War, and they talked about brother fighting brother, brother killing brother, and I, I never got that. I was like, how? Oh. but now I get it, I get it, sadly. So, in my own family, in our own family, we've experienced political uh, political division that has resulted in severed relationships. The pandemic magnified those political differences. We had the pro-choice or pro-vaccine, anti-vaccine, pro-mask, anti-mask. You know, you name it. You, if you thought Christmas was stressful before, you know, family events are downright impossible right now. So to be honest, my predominant emotion has been that of anger and frustration. And it's been exhausting, both you know, mentally and emotionally. I gotta take a drink. So how do we find peace? How do we live in harmony in this climate? One Sunday after a particularly magnificent doxology, you know, where there's like six part harmony and maybe some notes in between, you know, a friend asked, you know, how, how do you make harmony? And I kind of just shrugged and I was like, you just hear it. You hear it and you kind of feel it in your body. Um, I love musical harmony. Over the years, I've been in choirs and ensembles. I'm a sucker for a barbershop quartet. I don't know if anybody remembers the Sweet Adelides. They were kind of a female barbershop quartet group. I, I was in that for a short period of time. I love Manhattan Transfer. Does anybody know who Manhattan Transfer is? Yeah. Yes! You're my people. OK. My lifelong aspiration is to sing a duet with James Taylor, specifically on Fire and Rain. I know, you know, amen. I got an amen. All right, the right chords, the right notes. I mean, it gives me goosebumps. That was the thing that drew me into the pearl. Literally, from the street, it just spoke to me, and that's the emotional side of harmony for me. Um, Wikipedia defines everything for us. You know, in music, harmony is the process by which individual sounds are joined together or composed into whole units or compositions. It's many parts that make a song. It's many parts that make a song. So in search of a good metaphor for today's talk, I find that the same behaviors that create musical harmony can contribute to inner harmony and harmony with others. So how do we live in harmony? Um, First is to know our values. You know, musical harmony is achieved through practice. In four-part harmony, you have bass, tenor, alto, soprano. We have a voice, we have a range. You know, It's important to find your voice, but our values are our part. They're essentially our sheet music. Given everything that's happened, it's, it's no surprise that you know they've done studies like anxiety is off the charts, like higher than it was since the 1920s. But one of the ways we can quell that sense of anxiety is to live out our values, to live in harmony with our own values. At the Pearl, we have seven. I wrote them down so I would remember what they are. (laughs) Equity, gratitude, inclusion, integration, peace, renewal, transformation. Your values may be similar. I assume that's probably why you're sitting in the chair today, Or they might be something different But regardless, to achieve harmony, we must think and act in accordance with those values. And that could be a lot of different things to different people. I mean, if you value racial justice, perhaps you march in Black Lives Matter uh, marches. Uh, If you value inclusion, maybe you work at the food pantry or you work with refugees. Um, maybe you don't shop at Hobby Lobby as much as you really, really want to <laughs> because you can't financially contribute to a company who does not provide their employees with reproductive health benefits. So when we live outside our, benef- uh, our values, it creates cognitive dissonance, and, and that's a fancy word for stress and confusion, you know, cognitive dissonance. Uh, case in point, I once read that a good cure for insomnia is to start, stop acting like a jerk. So I don't know about you. It's true for me. Um, I've lost many good nights sleep because I didn't act within my value system. You know, I might have, in the moment, valued my ego over peace or quickness over kindness. But I've often spent sleepless nights uh, thinking about what I said or what I shouldn't have said. So we really can't live in harmony until we live in harmony with ourselves. Who remembers the movie Sister Act? It's it's an essential part of your development. If you haven't seen it, don't bother with with 2 and 3, but Sister Act 1. If you haven't seen it, plot summary, Whoopi Goldberg. She's a Las Vegas lounge singer. She goes into witness protection in a convent. Hilarity ensues. All right. So in an early scene, Whoopi is invited, I'm sorry, Sister Mary Clarence is invited to direct the Sisters Choir and she asks them to begin and you know a cacophony of disparate voices bursts forth maybe you remember that scene she's horrified and disgusted sister mary clarence stops the sisters she asks them to start again she says ladies close your eyes sing and listen to each other almost by magic you know these nuns angelic voices burst forth but not to oversimplify it, you can read the notes, you can follow your part, but unless you listen to other singers, it, it isn't harmony. It, it can actually be a monotone solo. Yeah. I was reminded of this a few weeks ago, and Aaron took me just a few blocks from a former classmate. And uh, it was the day after Roe v. Wade was overturned, and this person and I had attended a very, very conservative school. Um, I knocked on her door, we sat on the porch, started getting caught up over, you know, just people we knew, we gossiped a little bit, you know, but eventually the conversation turned to the prior day's um, events. And uh, she turned to me and uh, she put her hands in her face and she said, I just cannot believe how divided our country has become, people we know, our school. But I had to take a deep breath because the hairs on my neck started to bristle up. I knew that she and I were not politically aligned. And I took a deep breath and I said, you know, I said, I think you and I are on opposite sides of this debate. And uh, she cocked her head, considered for a moment, and she said, but you and I are still talking. You still knocked on my door. So we continued to sit on the porch and we talked and we did find areas of agreement. You know, we commiserated that even today, women have to choose between careers and children often. We talked about fetal viability and slippery slopes. And I mean, she didn't, she didn't leave our conversation pro-choice by any means, but you know, in our brief dialogue, we still left, you know, the conversation as friends, that door is still open. So to foster harmony in the words of St. Theodore Lasso, be curious, not judgmental. So. I love him. I love him. So. so in the last few years, I feel like we've been singing the doxology. We've sung the ah, uh, but there's no men. I know. Do you guys feel that? There's like this unresolved chord. You know, the, harm, the struggle for harmony is real. The divide is wide. In some cases, there just doesn't seem to be a resolution. There are members of my family, friends that I have that, you know, short of some traumatic event, and even in spite of a traumatic event, they haven't changed their minds on some issues. Um, Mike, Pastor Mike, spoke about spiral dynamics last week. You know, human development cannot be rushed or forced. It just can't. Um, I remember I did my master's thesis on uh, transformational learning. And to, for people to change, there has to be a disconcerting event. People don't want to change, they resist it, you know? So uh, by, no, by no means am I saying that we should you know, give up on people, but I'm saying that I'm, for me to achieve harmony in some cases, I'm going to have to practice radical acceptance. We've probably all heard the definition, but I thought I would read it again. Radical acceptance is when you stop fighting reality, stop responding with impulsive or destructive behaviors, when things, that aren't going, when things aren't going the way you want them to, and let go of bitterness that may be keeping you trapped in a cycle of suffering. The lack of closure can be unsettling. I like things resolved and tied up with a bow. I want there to be a final judgment, a last word, and I'd, be, I'd prefer to be the one who has that last word, frankly. Uh, In June, Pastor Mike talked about a day coming when things have been purified and we're in a place where everyone has a seat at the table and the gate is always open. But that's a day in the future. For now, I may just have to be okay with things not being okay. So as I said at the beginning of my talk, harmony isn't something I have achieved. It's something I aspire to. But there are signs that I am moving towards a more integrated and harmonious life. In March, I turned 60. For the first time ever, I had a big party. I invited work friends, home group friends, relatives from all facets of life. There were Democrats and Republicans eating cupcakes together. Conservatives and progressives were enjoying cocktails. Well, the progressives were enjoying cocktails. (laughs) 10 years ago, I, I wouldn't have done that, but this year I did. You know, John Coltrane's music taught us that there can be beauty in dissonance. We just have to listen for it. So harmony requires a voice. It requires listening. It requires practice. It requires other people. Within our community, we have different voices. We have different experiences. We have those who have been marginalized. One of my dreams for Pearl is that they can find acceptance, peace, and harmony within our midst. So here we are, the pearl, my church, your church, our church. My dream is that it's here where we can practice living in harmony. We can literally sing together. We can listen. We can be heard. We can struggle. We can learn our parts. Sometimes we have to unlearn our parts. We can change. We can have an opportunity to live out our values of equity, inclusion, and peace. Here, we can join our voices. I encourage you to struggle with me in seeking harmony and peace. With that, I'd ask you to join me in praying this prayer from St. Francis Assisi. If we could read together. Lord, make me an instrument of your peace. Where there is hatred, let me sow love. Where there is injury, pardon where there is doubt, faith, where there is despair, hope, where there is darkness, light, where there is sadness, joy. O Divine Master, grant that I I might not so much seek to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love, For it is in giving that we receive, it is in pardoning that we are pardoned, and it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. Amen.
0: We hope that this sermon inspired you to ponder the sacred, to consider the mystery and love of God, and to live bountifully. If you don't already support our work, will you begin today? You can donate easily and securely at our website, pearlchurch.org, or follow the link in the podcast notes. Thank you for partnering with us in expressing this sacred story.